Hello everyone and welcome to season two, episode two of the iSphere. Um I'll go I'm 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 I I'm Joy. And today we're gonna be talking about a whole bunch of stuff as we do every single podcast, funnily enough. But this day we are gonna be talking about uh, Velma, the show Velma. I am so sorry in advance. We're gonna be talking <laughs> about The Last of Us, which is excellent which i'm not apologetic for at I'm all absolutely so. not apologizing because it's excellent um and we're also going to be catching up with um the horrible nightmare realm of romancelandia Rom- yeah Rom- romance <laughs> romancelandia legal issues um and yeah. anything else that comes up to be honest um, tangents and tangents that's yeah. that's cool i will say for a start that season two episode one was our most downloaded podcast yet so thank it was, you, thank everyone. Thank you very much. Um, we're, we're we're growing, Joy. That's the yeah. We are. That's that's terrifying. Growth. Um, <laughs> so no, that's uh, that's really good, and um, we're okay. So yeah, let's start. And I I subjected. It's funny enough. Last week we didn't do the podcast because I said to Joy, "Oh, Joy, we should watch Velma and talk about Velma," and then suspiciously joy got a migraine <laughs> i almost had a stroke so that was that's what a hemiplegic migraine is it mimics a stroke and it happened after i watched the first two episodes of film <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's, um, uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> don't recommend don't waste your time on it uh yeah and for yeah. those of you wondering about the king of the castle overlay it shouldn't be on i have deactivated it so you could um, try refreshing and it might go away again. Yeah, you might need to do that. Um, but yeah, uh, Joy, um, Velma, did you did you enjoy episode one and and two? No, no. <laughs> okay, it, it's it, it a show that starts with cockroaches fucking. I immediately when I saw that I was like, no, it can't get much worse than this, and then it immediately got worse, and I was like, okay, it can't get much, it can't get much worse, more worse than teenage girls showering in provocative ways on screen. Yeah, and it somehow while, kept going while while fourth wall breaking about shows that do it as well. It's like the whole thing I, is a fucking mess. Um, so for those, everyone in chat is currently saying, "What? Go back a wee second. Yeah. The very first scene in the episode one is two cartoon cockroaches. Like a cockroach crawls out a bin, and you're like, "Ooh, a cockroach! These dressing changing rooms are horrible." And then another one crawls and starts fucking it, and you're just like, "Ugh." Uh, apparently in the series, they're supposed to be around fifteen and sixteen. So yeah, definitely not college students. Uh, they're not in college. They're in high school. They're in um, high school. It specifically says high school a couple and, of times. And then, yeah, you get this like long protracted scene where they're showering and they're talking about um, shows that in the pilot episode, there's always way more sex and like nudity. And mm-hmm. uh, then you get like, there's some lines that are like, kind of funny like the first one from Velma where she's talking about like how do you feel about like was it like race-based casting or something like that yeah I kind of thought like that was funny because it was addressing all the um like all the kind of diversity thing the thing with the show though and it really bugs me is like it's 
it's marketed as something that right wingers will hate on the basis of like the diverse cast, and mm-hmm. then it spends the rest of the like it spends like the full episode just pandering to like those people. Um, like it's, there's, it's there's, very it's meta upon meta upon meta, and none of it's clever. Yeah, none of it's clever. There's there's maybe two instances where I maybe snorted air slightly heavier through my nose uh, that could have been mistaken for a laugh but the rest of it i was like why is this show trying so hard to be offensive yeah. and I, I saw i think it was a uh, tundra was saying was it tundra somebody else um oh yeah tundra was it was so it's just family guy dressed up with nostalgia i would argue that family guy actually puts more work in yeah i would actually argue that um but it, it was somebody that thought, looked at Seth MacFarlane and thought, I can do that. Yeah. And really, no one should do Seth MacFarlane, not even Seth MacFarlane, but <laughs> they somehow did it worse. It's um, And they managed to drag childhood favourites down with it. Like, I and, just... they You can tell that they hate Scooby-Doo. You can tell that they hate it. But I and think I hate that. that. That requires, like, specific... I don't want to be like, we're calling this out, but, like... There's something to be said about a show that has such a, like, a tedious, weak link to the nostalgia of, like, this... Okay, I'm... I, we've talked about this before. I'm a giant Scooby-Doo fan. I'm a huge Scooby-Doo so fan. So is Mothman. So I'm, is Mothman. I, so I'm I, deeply invested in this. I have over 350 gigabytes of Scooby-Doo on my PC. I, I have all of the episodes and all of the films ever done, Right? Booze Brothers is great. Cyberman's Cyber Chase is great. Cyberman almost slipped into Doctor Who there. Um, <laughs> but like, there's there's just something to be said about like how how like that this could easily have been a high school show with a completely different cast of characters. Why did it need the? I mean, well, the the reason it needed the Scooby Doo connection was to pull on the nostalgia of mm-hmm. some but people. Get no views. But the yeah. problem is, is that like you've then <clears throat> got the issue where it just doesn't relate to any of the like the characterization from any of the previous stuff. Like Velma isn't. I mean, Velma's probably the closest to being what she is. But like all of the characterizations off. Fred is wildly off. Shaggy is wildly off. Shaggy Sco- is completely different character. Scooby isn't. Doesn't exist. Well, no, sorry. Isn't in it as a dog. There is Scooby. There is Scooby with an eye, who is a black woman, I believe. I'll need to double check, but the the Scooby is in it, um, with an eye. Um, I I noticed there was a reference to Scrappy when in the IM chats because it's his joke that um, Shaggy, who goes by Norval in this the whole time, he does like a a food. He does like a mukbang type youtube thing but he hates weed so he hates the fact that all of the people that watch him are stoners so it's this big thing where like he breaks the fourth wall continually to be like i hate drugs i hate weed i hate and it's like the whole point of shaggy is that he was a stoner who always had the munchies that is what he is yeah and then fred is like a, a a rich kid like that's not quite a himbo but like a spoiled rich kid who can... He's also got none of the smarts that Fred has. Yeah. Because Fred's smart. He's a himbo, yeah. but he's smart. 
Um, and he's and like, ma- yeah, yeah he, he doesn't, he doesn't cut his own food. He's got like a, like he comes from a very rich family and mm-hmm. he's, he's like portrayed as this idiot that like hasn't learned how to um, like ever cut his own food on his plate. Um, it's, and- it's very much like, oh, he's a rich, white, privileged man. And his whole thing, his driving force is that he has a small penis. That is yes. his whole there is backstory yeah there is a lot it's like why <laughs> there's there's way too much discussion <clears throat> about fred's penis and it being small it's it, like it's such a weird thing yeah and I, I to be honest i like i don't really know what else to say about the show beyond it's just bad and like I, I did say to joy like we're watching one maybe two episodes of this and we are not like we're not gonna hate watch it we're not giving it a review it's like just bad it's like bad content this isn't a review this is a warning yeah (laughs) like just there's there's tons of just really bad stuff in it there's like there's a really bad portrayal of a panic attack in it and she there's i think it's in episode two or something but um velma and daphne kiss and like the the kiss because daphne like rescues velma from a panic attack by kissing her and i can't think of a way to make it worse (laughs) don't kiss someone having a panic attack they are the things that you learn from the eye sphere that that is the the realm of really shitty romance that a lot of people that gives romance really bad reputations and a lot of us have pushed back against that over the last like decade or so but it was just every bad trope you can imagine dialed up to a hundred like there's literally yeah. you know they turn Daphne into a drug dealer Velma's not smart Velma's whole thing is that Velma could you know if given enough resources she could time travel and she's instead she's eating fries out of a dumpster yeah. I, I just it's completely it's not even that it's oh they flipped the characters which could have been interesting they've just butchered them it's like um, one of the things that i was reading about it is that like they've they've changed the characters to like create new conflict but there's there's quite a lot of conflict if you wanted to like make it a bit more adult there was enough like conflict and within like the characterization of like the original characters that you could build some like more adult conflict on the back of it like shaggy maybe being a bit lazy uh you know like that that kind of thing you know i mean you could have absolutely if you wanted adult conflict for the show shaggy being a stoner would be it shaggy being someone who can't find his own goddamn feet and he's always just snacking would be a source of conflict because he does need to get his life together to help his friends and velma maybe you know, being a wee bit too snarky for for her good occasionally and uh, yeah you know, like i think there's there's definitely there's definitely ways to make it fit uh, at the same time though it's a fucking kids show why do we need like an adult version of a kid exactly like, do yeah. we need it I, I don't think we the, needed it the thing is good shows that play on nostalgia you know good remakes and things like that I would argue that a lot of the more recent official Scooby-Doo non-flipped-on-its-head things, there has been enough content in there for adults who enjoy the nostalgia to watch it and for the kids to watch it without yeah. making it into literally cockroaches fucking and watching teenage girls shower. I mean, that, like, None of that is necessary. I mean, all, none of, of, the, it. all of the clever, like, 
all of the clever cartoons of the past have always had like adult in jokes so that adults could watch it with their kids yeah so and like i i, I quite like the premise of having a show that centers around velma but i think it would be quite good to have it as uh we're getting the gang together i feel like that could be a good enough kids show as is with enough interesting stuff for like the adults you know and like i did remember there was uh there was like i I don't know which version it was but there was a scooby-doo series that had the them all at high school and they all had parents and like there's like there's a really funny bit where like fred is obsessed with like traps in it traps yeah i remember that one but like like he he talks about nets he talks like there's always like so much stuff to that and it's always quite funny but yeah it was um, mystery ink thank you star sky but yeah that was a fun one because like they i think it's the the girls they find what they think is like a dirty magazine under a friend's bed and it's just like traps monthly (laughs) and it's just like how to build like a like a super duper like thing for catching villains with but that's his like he he he, it's his hyperfixation. It is his special interest is building traps. Yeah. And you have the kind of like Daphne's from this really rich, wealthy family, but she's also, you know, her sisters. Or she's, it's you know, they have the conflict with her where she's always trying to live up to her sisters, who one's like a military general, I think, and the other's a model. And you know, she's kind of it's almost like Barbie. Like if you're the youngest Barbie and you've got all these sisters that are like a scientist, a rocket yeah. pilot, you know, like it's all that kind of thing. And then you have Velma who is struggling to be taken seriously as a smart person. Yeah. You have Velma who is lacking self-confidence. And also Velma, who I would argue is, you know, coming to terms with the fact that she's queer in that one because she she falls in love with the girl called Hot Dog Water. You know, she's really, I can't remember Hot Dog Water's real name, but like you have her experiencing that. That is suitable for children. And it also has enough substance for adults to enjoy it as well. Everything that this current Velma thing has there is zero it's just again it's meta for meta sake it's you know yeah. you, <clears throat> it's a continuous breaking of the fourth wall except they've not built up a wall you can break yet yeah <clears throat> and like it is it's, it's immediate like you're getting fourth wall breaks from you know you're 30 40 seconds into the show and you're already getting this beamed into your your retinas but I, I just miss the Hannah Barbara days of like mm-hmm. fucking fucking like <clears throat> was it Scooby Doo's Zombie Island and stuff like that. That was like top tier shit, and the animation still holds up wonderfully today. Um, Most of it does. Like Most of it I, I, does. See, see the ones that are like the actual the episodes. Um, they're so good because like all of the all of the interactable objects are like. A completely different color and it's, mm-hmm. it's I, I don't know why there's just something really nice about it um well, i like I, I enjoyed all of those kind of like an old point and click point and click game yeah it's kind of like that level like it's enough it's different enough for the kids to watch to go it's that you know i think it might be that thing and for the adults kind of go oh that's silly yeah you know like obviously yeah. it's that but for the kids for them you know for a lot of younger people that are developing their visual skills still and their, their <laughs> cognitive skills that kind of thing would be enough for them to be involved and to feel smart and included and going, I bet it's that book because that looks different. You know, like that is charming. It's charming. And I also think intentional to some degree to engage the audience. Whereas I feel like Velma's entire exists, like its entire purpose is to repel the audience. Yeah. And And that's not how you grow a viewership, even for hate watches. Yeah. Um, I mean, as, as far as I'm aware, it's already been renewed for a second season and like, I think there is something for 
there's there's like something to be said for like the show has been made to be talked about it hasn't been made to be watched and yeah. i feel like obviously we're contributing to that at the moment so apologies everyone um but, the, but we're also telling you not to bother with it. Yeah. It literally almost gave me like don't don't <laughs> seizure. Don't yeah. do it. Don't don't bother <laughs> hate watching it. And I've like I I do have to ask like how like it is weird the tone that they're kind of going for because again like a lot of the jokes in the show are aimed at people who would be more like. I don't want to split the show so like left wing and right wing, but there's obviously a certain group of people who would be, you know, who were complaining about the the change of race for a lot of the characters, right? And then you've got jokes in the show that like kind of make fun of like the Me Too movement and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like, like who the fuck I'm is like this a comedian f- that can say whatever I want before the Me Too movement. Yeah, Velma would never. I'm sorry, even if, especially yeah. if, you've, if you, with the race flip, Velma would never. But it's yeah. the whole like I'm funnier than a comedian before me. Hashtag me too, and the continuous hashtag. Not sorry. Hashtag get the camera, and I'm like, I, I'm going to put your head through the nearest like, window. And, I and was, could I think, not stand it. Yeah, I think that kind of sums up Mindy Kaling's humor, though, and it's why I I don't find her particularly funny she's not i i don't like, find her funny i just um, i know some people do but uh no yeah is that as mothman said it's not 2010 anymore we don't need to be saying hashtag anymore yeah, yeah. please please stop <laughs> it ended before we got married and we've been married for 10 years 10 years this year um so yeah. i think like uh, yeah so uh, to be honest there's nothing else i want to say j- about it because i find it like just don't watch it it's fucking garbage um so i just have to say to just bring yourself thank you for being kind but it is absolutely it is my adhd super ability to watch three different things at once <laughs> <laughs> that is the only thing the good thing it left me with is the ability that i can watch the camera and chat to you answer i and also watch the chat and type at the same time <laughs> I just do one thing at a time and ignore all the rest. That's my that's my superpower. Um, See, I can't do that. I can't focus on one thing. So. Oh no! When, whenever whenever Jessica tries to talk to me while we're watching something, I'm like, please pause it because I will. I like I will. I'm not sure if it's just another sound thing that makes me like. I, like I really struggle like listening to two different things at the same time. But I like I can watch one thing and listen to another, but I can't. Listen audio processing disorder for the win i have that <laughs> oh, as well fuck. when i'm <laughs> what what adhd symptoms is joy diagnosed i with this week no i can do multiple <laughs> things if i'm on if i'm if i've geared myself up for it if i don't have the energy i'm just useless so as yeah. soon as this ends i'm off for the rest of the night i don't do anything <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair uh, right so i mean the last of us the last of us well, i this is, this is the palate cleanser this is like okay so <laughs> we've we've gone for the we've gone from the depths so i think velma is the lowest rated thing on imdb at the moment like the lowest rated show ever i think it's got like one star or something like that um the last Good, yeah. so yeah we're, we're bringing it right back up we're bringing it we're going soaring raise your expectations and then raise them again um, How fucking good was The Last of Us episode one? I watched it right before the stream because you suggested it, and I was like, 
mainlining it. I was just like, <laughs> where's the rest of it? <laughs> but it's not out yet. But uh, it was so good. And as someone, I've not played the game, I've watched playthroughs of it. Um, but I, I, you know, sometimes the media, when you're trying to transfer something from a video game to like television, it doesn't really work. Yeah. The way that they introduced the concept of the zombie fungi and the way that they did everything else was fantastic. And you did not like, you do not have to play the games or watch any playthroughs to understand what's happening with this. Like it I, was so well done. I genuinely think that that first scene should be like I I, I don't want to say like nominated for like an award but there's like so probably a wee bit of spoilers. I would really recommend that anyone watches it if they can. Like this really is just the the bits that we're going to be talking about. We'll try not to talk about individual scenes, but we will talk about the mechanism and how mm -hmm. sh how it works as a, a game to TV uh, show. So, in the first five minutes, you've got it's like a it's like a news show. Um, two scientists are being interviewed about the. Um, like the kind of the the global issues that are happening and there there is it's very it's very on the nose in regards to a, a global pandemic and talking about the scientists like fears of like what a global pandemic might look like and there's one a there's one of the scientists is played by john hannah um who was an electrician before he uh, became a, a an actor and um he's also in the mummy uh way back and he is explaining that the biggest threat to the world is um fungi basically he's saying that um the like parasites and fungi the fungi that can like claim a host and can like you know take a um like an ant or whatever and infect an ant and then control the body of an ant as like mm -hmm. a host um is like you know the biggest threat and it's and the 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 news person's like in but that, but that, they can't survive. Like they can't survive in humans, can they? They couldn't. This couldn't happen to a human. And he kind of goes, um, "Well, John Hannah replies saying, ah, but if the world was to uh, increase in temperature, then uh, who knows what might happen?" Basically, setting up like, "Yeah, global warming's bad. We could potentially all have um, like a fungal virus." And he's saying that, like, basically, the the fungi would spread and try and spread to as many humans as possible, and that would be its sole goal. Um, and it's basically setting up the premise of the um, of the show and of the game, but in such a nicely packaged way that someone coming in completely cold, having never heard of The Last of Us, would immediately mm -hmm. get it. And I think it's done pretty fucking well. Um, it, yeah. Like there's yeah, as you're saying, Kata and chat, you know the narrative framing of it is absolutely top tier, and I think for a lot of game to TV show kind of that that weird pipeline, I feel like they miss that quite a lot. Um, and another thing that I absolutely love about the show is that the they are using the music, and they're using the fonts from the game mm -hmm. so the, the title screen is the font from the game the music is the music that every fan will know and recognize and love and i was sat sitting and there it's, it's used like, wonderfully yeah and i was it's used so well i was sat sitting there having tried to fucking watch the halo tv series and going look what we could have had like what the fuck 
Why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> like, I was, I was fucking raging because it's like, why? Why did they get to absolutely nail it? And like Halo, which is primed with fucking storytelling. There's so many different things you could cover in the Halo universe because c- comparatively, Halo versus the Last of Us universe or world, Halo has got such fucking extensive backstory. How did they not just like scene for scene copy something from Halo? I just I because it's made by somebody who doesn't respect the original media. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's what that's what it is. That is the problem we're having with so many remakes of things and so many retellings and is that it's being made by people who have no respect for the genre. It's like when people come in from they think that romance is easy to write and anyone can do it and then they're like, Oh my it's bombing, this just shows you how vapid it's like, no, it's you're just bad at romance. Like these people are bad at converting things because they don't have any respect for it. They're like, Oh, it's video games. The people aren't, you know, we're not trying to they try to write it for people who don't play video games. There's no point to that. Write it for the audience who love it. Use the yeah. things that are there that people love and take but, those and run with it. Which is what The Last of Us has done so far. Yeah, I mean I think you're you're a hundred percent right about like because like there there's a reason why The Last of Us became the game that it is, right? And why so many people love it and like it and enjoy it. And it's because it obviously struck a chord and they have leaned into that so so heavily that the episode one is is excellent. Um mm-hmm. and I'm 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 promise I'm not trying to pull this into a Halo conversation, but it's like I feel like the folk who made the Halo TV series decided that um halo wasn't um you couldn't twist halo into being something um for for mass audience for a tv audience so instead of appealing to the fans of halo which again there are so many people who love halo they (laughs) love the games you could have just had a beat for beat fucking section of one of the games and you would have you know raked in all the views but the fact that they were like unfaithful to the point of like some of the gun sounds they've changed in the halo tv series so like like really famous iconic weapons from the series they changed the weapon sounds and i think for a lot of people that's stupid so like you've immediately got all the fans going well that's not that's not halo so i'm not gonna bother watching it and for all the new people Mm -hmm. you've not grounded it in something that people have already liked so, nah, I just... It's, just it's just not done well, and also I think um, was it Panicorn? It's either failed to lift Panicorn. I'm sorry, you're, the chat's gone past me, but it was the um, the Last of Us isn't green screened to death. It's yeah. on site locations, which gives it a much more realistic feel. Which I think with Halo and a lot of others as well, it's the green screen effect as well that you're getting the kind of uncanny valley effect. Did I lose eye? It's all good. <laughs> okay, you're still no, was, there. No, I was just turning something off. So. Um, but yeah, it's the that kind of yeah. I the, the actors have things to interact with as well, mm-hmm. which makes a difference. The actors have you know real buildings they can look at. They're not pretending there's something in front of them. They're actually looking at certain things. And obviously, yeah. a lot of things have probably been added in afterwards because that's what we live in now. But like you could, it's the difference between. Like the the actors, it reminds me a little bit of the Mandalorian. 
that you know they get to interact with a, a, a thing instead of a green screen like you there's a difference between mm. oh like marvel and they've got the green screen and it kind of you can almost see their eyes going past the thing yeah whereas in with when they've got the animatronics and the puppets and everything else the person intera- interacts with the puppet yeah so it's that it's a little bit like that as well whereas with the, the last of us they're interacting with the world and it's very visceral and very dark but it's also not i was really pleased that it's not everything is so dark you can't see everything I was pleased yes. with the amount of like lighting that's actually in it because when I watch a lot of these kind of zombie shows, I often can't see shit because they film it so dark. So there's a lot of really good things that have gone into making it good. It's not just oh they've respected the source material. There's like good direction. There's good lighting. There's good music. Yeah, great acting. Yeah. Um, I wasn't expecting to to be really that invested in it because it's you know it's a thing that I kind of like. I enjoy, I enjoyed watching the playthroughs. I wasn't expecting to actually care that much. I care. Yeah. I know what's going to happen because of the game, but I still care. Like when the episode and ended, I was like, "Is it next week? Is it when? When? Uh, when's, when's the, the new one?" Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> like I think there was. Uh, you make a really good point about the fucking lighting because that's something that's irked me. And then, like, there's I can I I can link this to Game of Thrones without doing a direct jump. So Pedro Pascal has not starred in a TV series that has rated under 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. Everything that he's in, The Mandalorian, um, even Game of Thrones, although we don't talk mm-hmm. about the last season, um, Narcos, he's in, and of course he's in The Last of Us as well. Um, like, the, uh, Game of, like we were talking about the lighting Game of Thrones the, like the Battle of Winterfell was completely pitch black for me I do not understand the thought process behind the lighting there especially when we've got uh, the Battle of Helm's Deep as the best example of a nighttime fight ever exactly uh, Helm's, exactly Helm's Deep in Lord of the Rings where it was like just make it blue we get it it's night we get that it's probably darker for the characters but i would also like to see things to be honest um i find that that adds to my viewing experience when i can actually see what's happening hmm. um but anyway back to yeah, was, <laughs> back to the last of us <laughs> back to the last of us we're talking about game of thrones um but yeah it was it was good i really really enjoyed it if you've been thinking about it um Someone was asking in chat, where can you watch it in the UK if you don't have HBO Max, I think. I don't know the answer because I have HBO I am not going to say this on stream, but you can (laughs) do it. You can do it. I think it's actually available on Now TV, um, like if you subscribe to Now TV. There are, however, other ways that, again, watch it legally if you can. Um, from our sponsor NordVPN (laughs) 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 one day Joy one day we'll get that NordVPN sponsorship Um, and the first thing we're doing is upgrading your microphone Um, yes but yeah the uh, like I I, I just found it good and to be honest I thought I I was I was a little bit anxious going in because I was like how are they going to break up the episodes and I saw the runtime, and I was like okay, this could be great. And I was so fucking glad that we got the intro and then we got the, like, we got the intro with um, Joel and then we we got the 20-year jump in the same episode. I think, see see if they'd done it uh, 
a shittier way and they made like the intro episode one like the actual prologue to the game episode one when it, it would have turned i would not be watching it because i'd just be depressed <laughs> I, would have just gotten... they, I mean they could have easily have ended it after again spoilers after his daughter gets shot if they if they'd cut to credits there it wouldn't it wouldn't have had the same impact and i'd be sitting no. there going well okay i'll maybe watch it when it's like finished i want it to watch the next yeah. episode on the day of release yeah um, it felt it would have been very grim dark and i yeah. think a lot of people had enough of the grim dark media where everything is suffering everything is still suffering in this but you immediately cut to a scene with sunshine yeah, and so, you go twenty years into the future, and you see the aged, the aged up characters, and um, you see how life has progressed under what is now the fascist, the fascist regime that is fighting the zombie apocalypse. Um, yeah, so and, it, and, it, it's really good. It's so well done, and you get introduced to like you know it, it immediately almost does the same thing again, but it grounds you in the world that it now exists. Uh, 20 mm-hmm. years in the future you're introduced to that kind of fascist rule exactly you know you see people getting executed you see like how that's actually done you see people who are uh, working and then having to almost like bid for jobs um mm-hmm. you're, you're hearing a lot about the 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 kind of the terrorist group i suppose that's fighting it a uh, rebel rebel group even um and then of course you get where Joel kind of fits in all this with Marlene and and all the rest of the characters. Mm -hmm. And you, like, I think we're, you know, we're we're also introduced to um, Ellie in the the first episode as well. And it's like a worse version of this TV show wouldn't have introduced her yet. Whereas I feel like now they've set up everything that we need to really, like, enjoy it, you know? Um... Yeah, it was. Ellie was just complete feral child that I fell in love with immediately. <laughs> yeah, um, but it was really well done. It was really kind of they fit so much into the first episode, but it didn't feel rushed. Yeah, the pacing is fantastic for it. I I'm in awe of how they fit that much into an hour and was it an hour and twenty minutes? An hour and forty? An hour and twenty. Yeah, an hour and twenty. An hour and twenty that they managed to fit so much into it, and it felt good. It did not feel like here's everything that's happening and we're throwing everything at you. It was very much like, yeah. here's the slowly cup in the morning, here's the progression of their day, here's the onset of the zombie apocalypse. I, I like that it, you know, it, it, didn't, it didn't rush to get all the iconic things from the game in too quickly. Like, I'm glad, you know, we've not actually seen an advanced clicker yet. Um, yeah. You know, we've not, we've not seen like a real zombie there you know they could have easily have chucked it in there there was a little bit that was kind of dangling the carrot but again if they'd went hell for leather to try and hit as many um oh this is in it and this is in it and this is in it and this is in it it would have you know again just felt like kind of oh geez whiplash especially for people who are newcomers and i think you know what that first episode does that first episode has made people Last of Us fans who will then go and play the game. And the brilliant thing yeah. about it is that the game's getting remastered for PC and it's coming out in March. So Yay, I, happy birthday I, to me. Yeah, I'm gonna be <laughs> I'm gonna be jotting that down as a as a game to stream. Um because I've only ever played through it once 
when I first met Jessica and I started dating her because I actually wanted to play The Last of Us on her PlayStation 3. That was the only reason. Um, and now we're here. So, <laughs> uh, no, nah, I'm joking. Uh, but yeah, like that was like fucking years ago I, I played that. And I don't remember any of the story. Like Jessica played it several times um, and knows a lot more about like the individual beats of this, the scenes. Um, whereas I'm just like, yeah, I'm just here for fun. Um, but I'm looking forward to like playing through it. Um, it looks like they've done a really good job on the remaster by the looks of things. Um, so it was married for married her for the PS4 in the conference. <laughs> that is not why you get married. <laughs> well, <laughs> you never know. Twenty percent at least. Um, but yeah, I think uh, if if it continues to be as strong as. I mean, it's never going to be as strong as the first episode, but like so long. I want it to be though. So long, so long as it doesn't stagnate, um, mm -hmm. it'll be it'll be incredible. Um, I think one of the like they've they've just got to, and I think if they're as pragmatic with the pacing as the first episode, it'll be outstanding. I think mm -hmm. if they try and stretch the length of the game or stretch like you know stretch the length of the show, like with the beats of the game it can be quite you know it might fall off but I, to be honest judging by what i've seen so far there's no reason to think that that'll be the case i mean you have to hope that the with the pacing that they've set you have to hope that that sets the precedent for the rest of it yeah um and i don't imagine the acting just suddenly dropping off because no, even no if chance. the pacing does go off the acting is going to be phenomenal Everybody was, is putting their all to it. It's fantastic. I was I was a wee bit surprised when I heard Pedro Pascal was first cast as Joel, to be honest, because I I thought they would have maybe have went for like an all American kind of like actor, but I think he's fucking nailing Joel. He is fantastic. He is, he, he's so he's good, so and Bella good. Bella's great at Ellie as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's uh, he's so good at being dads. He's so good at being... <laughs> Mandalorian. This my, yeah. This is my thing, though. My One of my favourite tropes is sad dad in video games with daughter. That is my Dishonored. It is The Last of Us. It is multiple other ones. God I of love War the sad dad. Is, yeah. Um, so it, it just... He's so good at that. I'm going, yeah. yeah, he's perfect for that. I can see why they cast him. <laughs> I can see why. The interesting thing about the sad dad trope in games, right, is that it, it mimics the stage of life that a lot of the devs are at. Um, mm. Like, because there's like obviously it's quite a young medium, so a lot of like a lot of guys who are maybe you know in their teens and then you're then they're like early twenties who are starting to make games, you know, like Pong and. Mm -hmm. Pac-Man and stuff like that. You know, the proper old games that no one plays. The original ones. Um, nah, yeah, so, like, it's now, they are now, obviously, like, creative directors of studios, and that's where, like, the sad dadness gets in. Because yeah. they've, they've got kids, and they've got, like, they've got, like, eight or nine-year-olds now, and, you know, you get the, you get the lean towards um, what the father the and son. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The father and son and the father and daughter. Um, it, it works. Um, it does pretty well so i'll be interesting when like a couple of years like you know maybe 10 years from now we've got like we've got sad granddads that'll be <laughs> that'll be the thing that'll be yeah i will definitely be sad granddads um 
but yeah, I think like Joel is sorry, Pedro Pascal's Joel is really, really good. And I thought the um I can't remember the character's name of his actual daughter. I just Joel's daughter that dies in the intro. Uh, I thought she did a really fucking good job for the amount of screen time yeah. she had. Um Sarah, Sarah. Sarah, um, yeah. And the like I think Another thing that I thought was a really good ad, and I know that it's like they could have just made them like basic zombies, but the scene when she goes into that house and I the, jumped out my skin. It oh, was it was <laughs> so good though. Like it's, it was just nice to see like a completely oh. fresh like zombie kind of take. It was, it was horrifying. It was like visibly shocking, but like when you the saw that, like. Oh yeah, like there was we were nervous for the dog. Glad that the dog ran away. Like the yes. dog like I, I was worried that we would see a dog getting killed on screen. Um because that whole sec- that whole section's not in the game at all. So that was like yeah. that was added. But I think it added a lot to the show. Um It gave you the real horror suspense vibe. It gave you the feeling of when you're in a game and the, the horror suspense music starts playing and you don't want to go into the next room because you know there's a boss. Yes. Um, and it was that kind of like very like the dog's desperately trying to pull you away, the dog's trying to hide. You have the foreshadowing of the dog as well because the dog is already acting weird towards its owner. And yes. then all of a sudden the dog's there and it's trying to warn the, the girl and the girl was tries to take the dog home and then she's like, oh, maybe they've been broken into. And it's, no, it's grandma's just straight up eating people. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, the, like the, the, brilliant, the, the brilliant thing about that is that like there's enough there's enough like police presence and you're hearing a lot about it kind of going on that um, you think, oh, this could be a rioter that's like broken into some like their house. Um, and yeah, and the thing that I loved, the the thing that made the creepy granny even more creepy was the, the fungal spores that were coming out her mouth. Like, yes. There was like str- there was like there, there was like strands of fungus coming out her mouth and I was like that is fucking horrible. Excellent. 10 out of 10. Yeah, the yeah. hair was bad. The hair was scary as well. As someone who writes romance about a fungal infection killing the world and then also as someone who has lived with deadly mold exposure I was uncomfortable with the whole thing. <laughs> I was just sitting there like, ah, this is too visceral for me. This looks like the food. So when you get these like mold testing kits for your home, I don't know if anyone yeah. else has seen these. I have them. Um, it The mold colouring looks like the stuff that comes up in your home testing kit. So bonus <laughs> points for realism for the colorization and the shape of the spores. I was sitting there going... I've seen that somewhere before, and then I remembered, and I was scrolling through my phone, going, "Ah, that was from the the home test that we did." They've basically taken a very common home fungus that's in the air, it's everywhere outside, and they turned it into horror. And I was like, yeah. "That is genuinely chilling." It, it, it's yeah, I, I'm I, I like that. Like the whole, it's it's a weirdly refreshing take on the zombie formula. I know it doesn't really change all that much in regards to oh well something else is controlling these people um but i it just gives them a unique look and it's it'll be amazing seeing what a clicker looks like um, yeah like 
from what uh, I think it was Bella Ramsey who plays Ellie, what she was saying is that fantastic the, actress the, as well. The clickers look really good, and she was Game of Thrones as well. She um, was, she was Game of Thrones. She was, um, she was like the the young one in the North, one of the yeah the the North leaders. So. Yeah, there was so sorry. You're right, Keith in chat saying the scene where the mum had the phone and the grandma's in the background turning, and like the the grandma makes like a noise to go and talk to to Sarah, um, mm-hmm. and she's she kind of does a double take because the the gran hasn't said anything. Um, it's just really really well done. Like the whole thing was like just yeah, it, it's good. Um, it's not. I will say for people that are maybe scared of funguses and molds and everything else, it is not in your face constantly. It is used yeah. for the big scares. Yeah. Uh, like the guy that's embedded in the wall, that scared the bejeebus out of me as well. Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. I, I feel it's, like I'm glad that it, it wasn't totally reliant on jump scares. I think there, like no. it was, which is what I think good horror is. Like see, good horror is like the presence of something and like this kind of like, I don't know, there's just something a bit more visceral um, and, like, deep than having, like, you know, obviously it's quite easy to get a scare from, like, a, a jump, but, yeah. like, the fact that, like... It's the slow fun- build of dread. Yeah, it's, it's dread, and it's, like, that. It's like fungal spore zombie. That is quite new to a lot of people. Obviously, folk mm-hmm. who've played The Last of Us are familiar with it, but, like, it's quite a unique thing. I actually saw in one of the, like, top posts on Reddit today, there was a there was a photo of a, a grasshopper that had been taken over by a fungal parasite, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was growing out and it, it, like it completely changed the look of the... It doesn't um, look like a grasshopper. Oh, it doesn't look like a grasshopper, yeah. but it's like, it's it's pretty pretty good. I just hope that like later on in the series, because like I, one thing I do remember from playing The Last of Us was that like Joel just like crouches and like when he crouches, he, you could like mash the button to like pick stuff up and he would be like a little crab uh, like he'd be crouching and he'd just be like hoovering up all the stuff from all the shelves and it would do it like automatically i hope that we get a scene like that um that's this is this is what we want um but yeah like just really really good kind of like world building i feel there's a there's a there's like depth to all of the sets as well which is really nice um and again, I think it just kind of goes back to what you were saying about it's really nice to have the actors interacting with physical objects in the world rather than like, it could have been so easy to throw this up cheaply with a green screen. Um, but like when when they're fleeing, and I think, sorry, well, I'm jumping all over the place here, but the intro where they're fleeing in the truck and the plane crashes and, you know, like you get this like heightened sense of panic in a... Um, I just I don't know in like a really real way when like when you saw that everyone had the same idea to try and flee and there's the military checkpoint and he, mm-hmm. he goes drive over the fields and they're driving over the fields and then they're like they're having to you know try and evade the the various checkpoints and then the riots start happening and people are fleeing from the restaurants and stuff it's like this kind of you almost like you were just able to meet them on that level of panic because yeah. you you know how that is exactly how it would fucking go down in real life as well. It is. Like, and I, so I'm, I have a, a parasympathetic nervous disorder. I have um, dysautonomia and I could feel my blood pressure 
rising <laughs> with yeah. that. I could feel that the, the hyperandrogenic pots that I have, which is an adrenaline response, it's a wonky adrenaline response that I have. Whilst watching it, I could feel the adrenaline starting to go. I could feel my blood pressure rising. And I'm sitting there going, I need to chill. This is not real. Yeah. But if it was real, this is how it would go. I was just like, I'm sitting there going, if this is me, I wouldn't even try. I would just find a nice wee spot somewhere and I would just, goodbye. I, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not fighting through this. I, no. Can't yeah. do. I can't deal with this. I think Mm-mm. is is and in, is interesting the the kind of precedent that this could potentially set for like game to TV show kind of media, because I think like a lot of, I think there's sometimes a certain level of snobbery from a film, uh, film in particular, but also TV when it comes to like games as an artistic medium, mm-hmm. um, and I think like the success of the last of us like this this comes from a video game this is like you know i i think it could maybe change something i i, I like it's i'm not saying I mean, like, to be honest would. i i've i've loved there's there's tons of things i mean people were talking before and we, we chatted about it a bit before we started the stream about how like people have been referring to the last of us as like the the tv show that will break the curse of like video game mm-hmm. adaptations but like you know, we've had things like Arcane, um, which people are still telling me to watch and I'm still trying to watch. Um, there was Cyberpunk Edge Runners, uh, which a lot of people liked. And to be honest, I really like the Mortal Kombat film. I think it's exactly what Mortal Kombat fans were after. It's very uh, innovative, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it's like, it's not trying to be like a super deep thing. At the end of the day, you're there to see cool fights. Um mm-hmm. But like I've not, well, I've watched the first episode of the Dragon Age one. That's something that me and Joy are thinking that we're going to watch. I struggle with some of the animated series. Um, I, I'm struggling to get into the Dragon Age one, and I'm sad because I like Dragon Age content. Yeah. Um, but I am struggling with it a wee bit. But I am going to give it a go. I think I just need to get my into the the, the gear of it. So yeah. we, um, we basically I, we, we need we need to. <laughs> Yeah. We need to stop living such busy lives so we can actually we sit down and just like <laughs> chill for a wee bit. Watch a show. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I think um I don't know, I'm excited. I think the, the next episode of The Last of Us is out tonight. Um and is it? I thought it was tomorrow. I think Great. it's I think it's Sundays. I think it's Sundays. I think it's, yeah, maybe it could be. Um but yeah, the I think uh I think it'll be good. I'm I'm looking I'm really looking forward to it and I'm I'm looking forward to what'll like come of like all the other things on the back of it. And I hope the people who made the Halo TV show take a good fucking look at themselves <laughs> and <laughs> reconsider. Just like, yeah, season one was actually just a dream. Uh see, <laughs> season two is something else. It was um, all a mirage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, so I think the last of us we've probably talked to death. Uh, Joy, Romance Landia, what's going on? Uh, so, update on the Susan Meachin situation, which um, oh, trigger warning for anyone that's sensitive to suicide or fake suicide. Uh, she is the author who faked her own suicide, claiming she was bullied, um, when actually what it was that she was being given, told that her books were not as good as they were, and she took, she was being given advice on how to improve her writing, and she said that was bullying, and then she caused all this drama, faked her suicide, and then came back uh, earlier this month. Two years, sorry, two years later. Two, two, two years later. Two years later. 
arrogant post going, oh, my family pretended I was dead for my mental health, but JK, I'm here. Um, let the fun begin. And then she's <laughs> actually been haunting all of her groups under fake names. So anyways, there was an absolutely unhinged interview that went out when, from her talking about how, well, I never did this, I never said that, it's up, you know, it's your fault for donating to these GoFundMe's, because by the way, people fundraised her funeral and everything else. Um, yeah. And then it turns out the person that gave that interview might not be her, but it could also be her. She could be backpedaling to be like, oh, people actually are responding, I'm going to oh, get sued. Fuck. So I'm going to say, JK, this wasn't me, this is someone, you know, pretending to be me. Uh, so still, still being alive, still having fake to death. Yeah. Oh, that interview wasn't yeah. me. <laughs> then it's all come to light that she's been a grifter for a very long time because there are people who work with her. screen. I was actually trying to find them, but mm. um, there are screenshots of editors and other people that work with her. She was claiming all sorts of stuff like um, she needed treatment for... I think one of them was a kidney transplant. She needed uh, her husband had cancer. She was fundraising money constantly, and people in No Man's Land there were constantly giving her money. And as someone who is chronically ill and who has occasionally had to use fundraising services to pay for things, because I live in America and everything is awful, um, I was really angry when I saw that because typically when No Man's Land there rallies, we rally and we take care of each other. Um, and a lot of people gave her a lot of money that she got scammed out of. Meanwhile, her family, inverted quotes for anyone listening who can't see the stream, were harassing editors who were giving... There was one editor who was actually in the hospital having an emergency um, hysterectomy, and they were harassing her to finish working on files so that Susan Meachin's final work could be published in memoriam of her. Oh, fucking hell. So there's so much, there's so many levels to this fuckery and it's still going on, but um, so legally, Samantha, what's happening here? Like, so Samantha A. Cole, who was one of the people that was very deeply involved with this, her and some other people have been gathering as much evidence as possible, and they have taken it to law enforcement. So, yeah, that's where we're at right now. Um, they they are gathering because <laughs> there's multiple counts of fraud. There's multiple counts of identity, um, impersonation, and other stuff as well. And there's multiple accounts there's so much fraud there is so much fraud there's so much money that's been lost <laughs> a through painful amount of fraud people people gave work away for free under false pretenses so they could also sue um but now that law enforcement has been involved so that's where we're at with that one for everyone because i have been people asking me what's the update on the drama because everyone's like gripped by it because it's it is bonkers it's, um it's it's yeah, it's it's one of those things that I'm struggling to, like, okay, you get caught in one thing. That's that's like, yeah, I, I'm not saying that everyone gets one, but that's a doozy. But like, just this is silly. This is how how's this still going? How still going? Because we don't know if the daughter's real. We don't know if the husband is real. There's people that we caught. Uh, Samantha contacted a real life friend of her, and she was saying things like, "This is the husband had like a minor skin growth removed. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't a brain tumor. You know, um, you know." And it's like, "Well, it, who is real? We don't know." And she she was on TikTok this whole time. She was posting under TikTok with her real face and her real name, whilst also being 
in her old reader group as someone else, befriending all her old friends as this new person and gaslighting them all. And it was either her pretending to be her daughter or it was her daughter that was talking to these people as though her... It, it is <laughs> and probably the other reason I had a migraine last week was trying to keep up with all this but there are a bunch of screenshots now um, from like, people from real life friends and from editors who worked with her and it was all this like there's no proof that she was ever actually bullied and it's sad because there is a there was a big there still is a big problem with bullying in indie publishing because you get people that are big names and they want to stay big names um, they like to pull the ladder up behind them and go, oh, actually, I'm the king of the castle. And anyone that comes close to it gets like a, the finger pointed in an accusation. I mean, so it was very believable to say, oh, well, I was being bullied. I mean, we're like, all, all we need is like a, a, a murder or two and it's fucking an episode of Criminal Minds. It's like... I would not put it past them to be... Like, actually, so-and-so has now vanished because I'm even wondering if she's going to fake her death again. Just to escape oh, what no. is happening because there's so much legal shit that, that, that I don't know how she didn't realize that she was going to get sued for fraud. Like, if you were going to do a grift that takes a, so much time, labor, and money from people, and it, your success hinges on being dead, stay dead. You already have your pay. You know, yeah, you're you're like you've you've had your you've had your payout. You've like you've had your payout and like. I'm not. I'm not giving her advice, but you could have just started again under a different name. Like, isn't that how fraud works? Like, yes. if once you once you burn the bridge and have made off with the the money, you can so like. So here's here's the laughable again. thing. Though. Here's the the thing. She was under a different name. I think it was TK, TK Steel or Steen. Mm. Can't remember one of those ones. Steel, I think. Uh, there were some people that were saying she couldn't right as that person because her style was so bad everyone knew it was her <laughs> Fuck. so that was like oh well i'm going to resurrect susan meachin and the thing is susan meachin's her real legal name she, it's not a pen name oh fuck yeah. why would you do this why would you do it under your real name uh, to what be, is wrong with like, you? I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm really, really hoping that, like, in the in, in the interview that may or may not be real, she talked about how she was coming back with a unique perspective that would improve her writing because she would be able to write a romance about a woman who comes back from the dead, despite um, the fact that so, she's not sorry. been dead. She's been one alive. Of, like so, one of her romances is about someone who deals with mental illness and cancer, and she claimed she was writing from experience. Turns out she never had cancer. Oh God! So even oh, before God. all this, she was pretending to have but, had cancer like, to get people to edit her stuff for her and to be sympathetic and to be like, "Oh well, <laughs> never people like, that doesn't seem realistic." She's like, "Well, it's written. It's based on my experiences as a cancer so, survivor." And she, so, no, according according to her real life best friends, she never had cancer. So is this? So, I'm, that, I'm wondering, right? Is this is this like an author version of like method acting? But like having having not actually done it, like you know how like, you know how actors go yeah. into the whole method acting thing and they but lock themselves in a room even, and yeah. But even that, method yeah. actors, you know, that's like Jay Leto being like, "Oh, I'm a method actor." He's not. He's a fucking bully. Um, yeah. And then you have the method actors who, like, you know, they lock themselves in rooms and they get into character and they really get into it. Um, 
it could be, except she's not method acting. She's doing the Jared Leto thing where she's hurting everyone around her <laughs> to be as sensationalist as possible. Well, um, like, I mean, um, like we we spoke about we spoke about this last time, but like you don't need the you don't need the lived experience to write about something. Like you, you don't. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's certain like if you know if you're gonna write. Like, you know, if I was to write a book with, like, a black protagonist, you know, I would have to fucking make sure that I'm, you know, checking that I'm representing the character properly and I would make sure I do all my research. But, like... Sensitivity readers, all that stuff. But, but like, it's... It's not, it's, like, it's not, oh, well, I need to to write a book about cancer. Oh, shit, well, I'm going to have to get cancer somehow and fucking have lived experience to write about it. That just seems a bit... It's very, um, so there's, there, there are rumours that she is, um, bipolar and when she writes, she goes into, when she's, the only time she's able to write is during manic episodes and she says everything and anything and she believes it for the time that she's doing it. If that's true, that's very sad and she needs help, but it is not a justification for the behaviour that she's been exhibiting and what she did for the last two years. Yeah. Uh, nobody can tolerate that. <laughs> and I say that as someone who struggles a lot with mental health. Um, you cannot use your mental illness as a weapon. And that yeah. is what she's done. Um, and, and it's, it's, very, it's risky. Uh, it's yeah. risky to even use it as a tool. Like we've kind of spoken before about how... Um, one of the reasons that Kanye West doesn't medicate was because he thought that inhibited his creativity. Um, yeah. So like, it, you know, you kind of run the risk of like getting into a conversation of, oh, you need to, you need to harness that mental illness so you can actually. Like, from, a, from a degree of ADHD, I, there are people who misunderstand. Pro, they think that the, the, the fixation is productivity. It's not. It is your brain not being able to regulate a healthy amount of focus. You get a lot done, but in the long term, it is not sustainable and it is not healthy for the yeah, long term. You, and you, you run beat the, yourself up because you're not doing it all the time. You run the risk of not being hydrated and not eating and skipping meals because you are that solely fixated on the one thing. Yeah, and that's that's what that I've spent the last two years trying to come to terms with that because I, I got diagnosed right when I started writing. So that was like a whole thing where I was constantly trying to induce hyperfixation because in my head that was productivity. I've spent the last two years doing intensive ADHD, basically brain reprogramming to be like, this is fun, you can use it, but it is not the same thing as productivity. It mm. is, you know, it is a misdirection of attention. You need to be able to dial that back. Otherwise you burn out quickly and then you can't do things again. In many respects, mania can look like that. Um, mm. My hyperactivity is, I've occasionally been hypo, hypomanic, which is a lesser form of mania. Um, and that comes from medications and other stuff that I take. <laughs> I'm aware of what that feeling feels like. It feels like you are on top of the world. You can do anything, you can write anything. And then when it goes away, it's awful because it's like you can't do anything. But it's because you burned yourself out. Um, and it's to say that it's a, but it's also not a justification for anything of that's happened to do with Susan Meachin. Um, and there are some people going, well, she's obviously mentally ill. We need to cut her some slack. And I'm going, you can have sympathy for the illness, but you cannot excuse the harm that's been done. 
that yeah. you can say, yes, this person is mentally ill and acknowledge that. However, when your mental illness is hurting other people and you're using it as an excuse, I'm going to take issue with it. And I'm going to go, no, it's your responsibility to medicate and do all the right things because otherwise you hurt those around you, which she has done massively. Like the community is reeling. Like there was so much, like at the time this happened, there was a major, major problem with bullying. And that's one of the reasons I stay on Tumblr. I don't, I'm not a Facebook indie author because I don't like what happens on Facebook. Um, and it was used. Tumblr people a, are just cooler. Tumblr people are cooler, but they're also weirder. So that I can get away with <laughs> being my weird little gremlin self. Whereas if I do what I do on Facebook, people are like, contacting the authorities or like you're getting wellness <laughs> checks um but it's like it's just a different beast and then but it's also rife with a lot of mean girl infighting mm. and that was a major problem back then when i say back then it was two years ago but you know it's a it's been a major theme for a long time there it's a lot of kind of finger pointing and bullying and well so and so is not woke and so and so said this and like People use it as leverage to further their own careers, and it's despicable. Um, but to use this, and because people lost viewers over this, people genuinely thought because they hadn't been good enough friends, it was their fault that this person was dead. And then for Susan Meachin to turn around and go, oh, well, JK, uh, actually, you're just dumb for d donating to a GoFundMe that I did not create. Unbelievable. And then she's like, oh, I didn't create it. My daughter did. I never saw any money, but your daughter lives with you? Mm. Um, there's, supposedly. There's too, many, there's too many holes in that story to, um, like, yeah, there's just, yeah. There's a, there's a lot. There's a lot of things that don't add up. But yeah, that's, that's where we're at with all this ugly, ugly drama. Legal action is being pursued by the people involved, um, as it should be. Because somebody should not get away with this. Um, people asking, is her doctor real? We don't know. <laughs> uh, we know that she does have children, but we don't know if the person that is the doctor that's been doing all the screenshots and the, the, the talking to people, we don't know if that is actually the doctor or, or if it's Susan herself. Oh, man. Can't, <laughs> can't, can't wait to pretend to be my own son. That's going to be fucking class. Uh, it, is just <laughs> un, it is another level of unhinged. And it's really quite... It's distressing. It is distressing. But yeah. I'm following it vaguely. Um, if there's any major updates, I will probably post about them on my blog going, oh my God, have you seen this shit? <laughs> but like, there's, there's, just, there's always something. Like, I have a sign somewhere in my house that says it's been zero days since there was drama in Romancelandia. If this yeah. is the level we're starting off with in 2023, I am afeard for the rest of the year. But we'll, we'll 20, see where it goes. 2024 will just have you joining the podcast in like complete like dystopian like barbarian <laughs> armor or something. Like you know, you'll have it'll just be like, a wasteland uh, behind you. <laughs> oh, right, I think we can we can move on from this Susan Meekin we uh, can. story <laughs> as as we watch it develop. How's your week been, Joy, besides the migraine? It was good. Um, I was mostly resting. Um, I was on uh, Lake Mojave's stream on Friday, just watching uh, Bloodborne, which I've never actually watched a lot of Bloodborne, so that was interesting. A lot, very wet game. Uh, <laughs> very squishy game. But other than that, it was just very quiet. We had Holly Mop getting her teens to get some dental work done, and then we had the fun with our... Um, 
our our kitchen flooded, so we hired an emergency oh. plumber and found out that we need to replace all the pipes in our in the hill house. So that's oh. um that's that's what's happening right now. Oh god. Yeah, yeah, I did post about it. They found it was like forty years worth of grease that had to get pulled out of the the pipe because the previous owners, for those unaware, was a landlord. Did lots of DIY fuckery to make the house look nice, but did zero actual maintenance. Oh great! Um, so every time we do something as simple as snake the drain, it's like, oh yeah, actually there's lead here and like this <laughs> is corroding. <laughs> Um, there's a demon in the sink. And, there's yeah. a demon. There's yeah. There's 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 the sealed up door, which is not sealed anymore. There was the the door that was welded shut downstairs, but we got that open. All Doesn't need, go anywhere. All, all we need okay. is a safe in the basement, and you'll be. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was the crawl space that was sealed away, and then we opened it. That probably was not a good idea. But <laughs> <laughs> what did what did you let out? <laughs> And I'm just like, is this our fault? Mm. Uh, no, but it, it, the house is fine. The house will be fine. And I have to say thank you very quickly to everyone that um, either bought Hunger Pangs from my pay hip when I posted the link and people that also found my Kofi. Thank you very much. There was a lot of very generous people who made sure that the plumber bill for this week was paid because that was an expense we did not anticipate. So thank you very much to everyone that's been um, helping out and being supportive. Um, I fully appreciate the person that bought <laughs> at one point there was so people you can buy people uh, gifts through my pay hip you put their email in and then you just pay with your card and they get the delivery um but i can see the card so i can refund people if i need to and uh, there was one person bought about 100 coffees for their friends <laughs> the same card over and over and over and i'm like uh i don't know how to say thank you for this but thank you very much <laughs> to this person who was giving away it probably wasn't 100, but it felt like 100 because I kept seeing go past and I was like, okay, that, that person single-handedly just bought. <laughs> like, nice. Um, yeah, so thank you very much to everyone that's been helping and I really, really appreciate it. So, But that's that's been my week. How's your week been? Hey, my How's week's been week? uh, a mix of super stressful up until yesterday and then it's been fucking class. So... I feel like I said the exact same thing last week on the stream, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it was really good. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, I proposed to Jessica yesterday and she actually went ahead and said yes. Um, so that Yay. was that was a very, very positive vibes all around. But I was, uh, yeah, it's been it's been a week on that front because it's, it's literally been me kind of like planning it and then getting like, I don't know, I was just, it was just, I was nervous. I was a wee bit nervous, and then on Friday night into Saturday, like I couldn't fucking sleep at all, and it was excitement. It wasn't nervousness. It was excitement, but I could not fucking sleep for the life of me. I was really annoyed because I was like, I was trying to skip time. You know, when you go to sleep and you're like, you're desperate yeah. to like skip time because if I fall asleep now, I'll lose like three hours, and then I'll wake up again and it'll be cool. Um, but no, it didn't work, so I'm knackered. Um. But yeah, everything went pretty well. Uh, do you want to hear the story, I suppose, how the day yes. went? Go on. <laughs> so Tell me everything. Tell me tell me how you proposed. I want to know yeah, the details. No worries. I'm more than happy to, to share. So um, it starts with um, me becoming, um, let's just say me 
re- reinforcing my bitter hatred for like the monarchy and the institutions of the monarchy, right? Because that's how you propose. <laughs> yes. And so there's a reason for this. So a couple of weeks ago, I was of like obviously planning this, and uh, I came across an exhibition that was going to be uh, the Holyrood, um, Holyrood Palace, uh, the kind of the galleries there, and it was a really it was a really cool exhibition because like Jessica's really really likes art, and I was like, this is this is going to be good. We're going to go for the art exhibition, and then we'll go somewhere else afterwards, and then I'll I'll do it, and we'll make it a, a nice a nice day of it. So I went on to the, the, the website for Holyrood Palace Galleries um, and I saw that there was an exhibition on for all of the gifts that had been given to the monarchy um, from Japan um, over the course of like, you know, hun- like, you know, a couple of hundred years of diplomacy. So there was going to be like samurai armor. There was going to be... Um, there was there was going to be a like fantastic art and i was obviously going for the the japanese art i wasn't going because i like the monarchy or the gifts or anything like that but like it was just really cool that you you know we were going to go and see this and i was like you know that'll be quite interesting um so we were on the train there and i um i i had a i had a look at the tickets on my phone and it was saved a PDF on my phone, so I opened up the PDF. It took a wee while to load because, you know, like, fucking train Wi-Fi shit. Um, but I opened it up and the two tickets were there. Date was there. We had a time slot. It's all good. And then I scrolled down to the uh, how how to find us, you know, where they've got, like, the map <laughs> printed off. It wasn't a map of Edinburgh. It was a map of London. So I was like, hang on a wee minute. And I, I double checked, and it was it was a it was for it was for a, a museum in London. It was fucking Buckingham Palace galleries, right? And I was like, there is no fucking way that I have been that stupid. There is no no way have I made a mistake here. Get yourself to fuck. And I I I then went on the website. And I was like, I'm gonna retrace my steps here. So I went on to the uh, the website, Hollywood Palace, like the galleries. And I looked up the Japanese exhibition uh, and like to get to the Japanese exhibition, you click on the what's on button for the, mm-hmm. the Hollywood Palace Gallery's website, right? I click on what's on, Japanese exhibition shows up. It fucking redirects you to any exhibition held anywhere. Oh. And, oh. and I was, I was sitting there like, what fucking website does that? I'd, I'd already chosen my location. If you choose a location and you go, what's on? You don't expect to be taken back out to, oh, what's on just fucking anywhere. And, and the reason why I thought that it would be on a, a Hollywood Palace was because me and Jessica had originally planned to go to a one that was all about Russia and the Romanovs and like the, the kind mm-hmm. of the, the stuff there. So... Uh, and then COVID hit, so we didn't get to go to that. So there was going to be a, like a wee story of like you know COVID and and all the rest and how it delayed us getting to actually go and see this kind of thing. Um, so that was a bastard, and I was raging, and the monarchy's fucking done me another one today. Uh, so I was I was annoyed, but we did have a backup. So we we ended up going to the National Museum um, of Scotland. Um, so we were in there, and there was a there was quite a cool. Um, design exhibition on so we went in and for those of you who've not been to the National Museum um, it's got like three floors it's really quite 
incredible and there's the millennium clock and, and all the rest and the millennium clock was actually designed like last year for jessica's birthday we went to uh um it was like a museum that's like a kinetic museum so there's this russian guy who fled the soviet union came to scotland and has designed all these like really cool kinetic mechanical um structures and for those of you are saying did you get a refund on the tickets they have a no refund policy and a no transfer policy and they're bastards mm. and they have robbed me the monarchy have robbed me okay they've already taken money they already take the tax money they fucking they have robbed me the bastards um <laughs> sorry so we, we ended up going to this and um, in the national museum there's like a room that's got the kind of history of fashion and it's got like fashion that's kind of all around the room and you see all the like all the different styles kind of progress throughout the years um and it's it's specifically fashion it's not just like clothes people wore it's like how did mm -hmm. fashion actually start like the trends so you see there's like a a flapper girl outfit from like the 1920s and then you can see like the 1800s and you can see how like it's how a lot of that fashion kind of progressed um and this designer is really quite cool because he did tons with um with color and with wool and like created like patterns um and so it was a i think it was a scottish guy but he basically made like the woolen patterns that you see on like jumpers and stuff like that um he made some like pretty like interesting like signature ones um and then we also went and saw a uh, dolly the sheep uh for those of you who don't know dolly the sheep was the first uh cloned a uh, sheep from like an adult like an adult cell um so like she's she's there and she spins around and for some reason they have like fake poo underneath her um because they've got to make it realistic so yeah like there's like some hay and then there's some fake shit and there, she's also got a really dirty arse it's pretty like i don't know why they had to make it as real as that um but that was cool but then i was like i i, I didn't like I I'd said to a bit. I've obviously spoken to Jessica about um, what she would like out of a proposal in the past, and one of the things was not not too public. Was the was the general guideline? Don't do it at a restaurant. Was an abs like an absolute fucking like. Mm. And um, the so there's so there was that. But I'd, I'd say we were going to go to the uh, the botanic gardens and uh, so we went to the Edinburgh Botanic Gardens we went in um I'd like obviously didn't want to do it right through the door I was going like ah it's a Botanic Gardens Botanic Gardens are pretty big um you know we'll be able to find a nice quiet spot so uh, we went for a wee explore and there was a bit where like there's a kind of house right in the middle and one of the like it's, it's quite nice it's got like archways around the house and there's like two separate buildings but like the link to the house there's like two arches and we went through this like wee like cutesy windy path and there was a wee stone arch eh, no door or anything and we went through there and there was like the most ideal fucking spot that was um like there there was like a an art there was an art pine cone on like made of slate it was like a, a giant fucking oh. pine cone made of slate. And I was like, that would make for like quite a good story. Like I proposed next to a giant fucking pine cone. Um, <laughs> but as we walked into this, there was a, there was a group of people. There was a, one, one woman came around the corner. Right. And she was like half shrieking, half hawking, at a photographer that was following her. 
um, and she was getting like she was getting photos done as well as like a bunch of other people who were with her were all getting like a photo shoot done and I was like for fuck's sake that would have been ideal bastards um so then uh we we went over uh jessica wanted a wee rest on a on a bench so we, we sat down and uh as people are saying in chat apparently i turned it into a meerkat now i was look i was looking around frantically i think this is where jessica maybe caught on that something was gonna happen um or at least she recognized that i was acting really weird <laughs> um because i was looking like i was constantly like checking all around me and the reason i was checking was because there was like an army of people walking their kids with buggies, like with prams. It was just constant. It was a constant flow of buggies. There was like so many. And I, like I was trying to find, I was trying to pick my moment basically. But the nice thing is, is that where we were sat on the bench kind of overlooked Edinburgh. You had a view of the castle. Um, it was it was nice. It was warm. There was like, uh, the sun was out. Um and it was it was like cold, but it was like five degrees, no wind, so it was like actually decent. Um, didn't want to propose uh, while we were sat on a bench, uh, so waited until we we got up, and I said, "Look, before we before we continue our walk, I blurted out my my signature line, uh, z, and uh, then proposed." So, and yes, I did do it on one knee. Uh, for any oh. of you who are interested in that, um, I did. I went I went full full on and um it was it was good and she uh she said um of course i will which was nice i think that's a bit stronger than a, than a yes um <laughs> so that was a that was a win um but the like okay you're gonna get some you're gonna get some eye for scotland like family lore here right because the next bit's really cute and kind of really helped make the day um there was so we went down to a place, there's an area of the botanics called the Chinese Pavilion, right? Um, and I can take Jessica there and I can brag because I can translate the Chinese text that is put beside the oh, English text. So I, could, I was able to do a wee bit there and just, you know, like get my lines in. But the uh, the really nice thing about it was that there was like a group of robins that kept on flying around. Um, and... Okay, this is this may be a bit personal, but we'll, we'll go there. But basically, my um, there was a lot of robins at my uh, grandpa and kind of granny's funeral, right? Um, and my mum has this quite deep connection to like robins. Whenever she sees a robin, she always thinks that she's kind of been like checked, like checked up on, and it's just is a very <laughs> nice thought to have. Um, and the the really nice thing was that there was these kind of like three robins and like uh, the robins there's a connection to um jessica's granny as well um so there was there was three robins there uh, coincidentally there was there was three robins and uh, so there was there was three robins that were dotting around but there was also a a, a guy kind of came out of nowhere and apparently he does it every single day um but there was these three wee robins and he, he kind of um, looked at Jessica and kind of held out his hand. And Jessica held out her hand and uh, he, he dropped some some seeds into Jessica's hand. And the, the robins sat in Jessica's hand and jumped in and out the hand and just pecked away at these seeds. Um, and when we, you know, my mum got dead teary when we kind of told her that story because she was like, oh, that was that was her being welcomed into the family kind of thing. Um, so it was, uh, it was, it was, it was, exactly. As Keith is saying in chat, it was some Disney shit. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> it was it was really good. Um, and the um, I I deliberately didn't book a dinner or anything in Edinburgh because I knew that the moment it happened that Jessica would want to go home and tell people, uh, tell her family and stuff like that. Um, so that was that was smooth planning on my part because of course Jessica immediately wanted to go and uh, <laughs> get on the train and go and tell her family. Um, and we ended up, uh, my, my sister was out with one of her pals and we ended up bumping into them in Falkirk um, when we got back because we, we took the train through and um we we went and we had like a kind of brief like it was kind of three o'clock four o'clock kind of lunch i suppose um and then we went to see my mum who was working and then we went to jessica's parents um and our her grandparents were there as well um and we kind of just told everyone and it was really nice and then we went and we, we we broke we broke our we broke our rule um we we haven't we hadn't ordered a takeaway um since the start of the year that was like our thing we were like we're gonna try and like not order as much as possible um but we, we broke our rule last night and we we got some food in and we just just chilled and had a good rest of the day so yeah that was the full story boom I'm so chuffed for both of you. I'm especially glad because you did show me the ring about a month ago. I've <laughs> yeah. just been waiting ever since. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, had to, I had to share it with like with someone. I was Somebody. like when, when, when I saw it, I was like, I can't I've like I've not shown anyone else this. I need to I need to share it with someone. Otherwise I'm gonna explode. Um and uh, yeah, it was it was really good. Like it was it was like I, I I designed the ring um, and it went through like various iterations um, but it turned out really really well um, as, as far as I'm aware Jessica's still wearing it so that's that's a positive um, like hopefully she wears it for a wee bit longer um, but yeah it, it, it turned out pretty decent and I'm, I'm chuffed um, and the nice thing is that me and Jessica are actually going on holiday uh, tomorrow morning at uh, 5.15 um so the good thing is you told me five minutes before the stream started yeah. <laughs> but by like, the way can we get all the <laughs> everything sorted before tomorrow morning <laughs> yeah I was, I was like so sorry joy i'm gonna need a title and a description because i'm gonna be i'm gonna be editing the video like immediately after the stream ends um designed a ring didn't make it saltire themed commitment to indie no suspect <laughs> you're funny um the well the ring actually the, the ring has a couple of nice things on it um that commemorate my and jessica's relationship i'm not going to go into them too much but there's let's just say there's like a design theming from uh, the i think they call it the crown um, yeah as i say the crown um the, the crest of like what holds the gem in place it's all designed there's a story to it um the interesting uh, thing is is that i i am now a master of all the different design aspects of a ring and holy shit there is so much more to making a ring than i fucking thought there is yeah. so much more to making a ring. i was like fucking hell how is this still going um but yeah it turned out pretty well so chuffed it's a gorgeous ring it is gorgeous yeah, it's funny you're talking that's... about that i remember when my best pal was getting engaged she designed her ring and it was so involved yeah <laughs> just so involved there was um and i remember like the whole it was this whole it was this, it was stressful too like it was like oh i don't know about this cut and it's something <laughs> i'm gonna wear for the rest of my life and like it was like a whole yeah. thing and then when we got engaged um 
<laughs> it was the day we were, so Mothman and I were long distance for seven years <coughs> where we got married, um, which is scary because that means we've actually been 17 years this year. But um, the it was the morning I was flying back to Scotland by myself. My parents were in Germany. I was flying back to Scotland from Minnesota by myself. And I suddenly found a treasure trail of riddles through the house. So I was following them everywhere. It's on Tumblr already. My engagement story is on Tumblr. And Mothman proposed with a cup of tea. So (laughs) did not get a ring. I got a cup of tea, which actually was more appreciated because it was like (laughs) Um, (laughs) 7am. But we then went to the Mall of America and I just went and picked out the simplest ring I could find because I was like, I knew what my friend had gone through designing her ring. And I was like, nope, don't want that. Um, but yeah, I spotted the first pink sapphire ring there, and I was like, I want that one. So that was See, that was the story of mine because I knew I knew everything that was involved, and I was like, I'm not going through that. <laughs> See, I'm I'm just gonna say that is that is fucking genius from Mothman right there. Every single time you get a cup of tea made for you, you're gonna think of that. <laughs> that is so fucking clever, right? That's he yeah. Literally, it was he literally. I I got through the whole like the he wrote the whole thing in rhyme like his whole proposal in rhyme nice and i was standing there and i turned around and he's in his pajamas and he's just holding a cup of tea and i still have the mug somewhere um that he proposed with nice um, so that's that's my whenever he makes me a cup of tea it's just like oh <laughs> so yeah Brilliant. no that's fantastic and mothman we are cut from the same cloth because i do rhyming stuff for jessica as well that's just it's top tier excellent it's good it's a really good um i think i still have them somewhere somewhere don't know why i'm looking at him as if he'll know (laughs) (laughs) he's done his bit (laughs) he has done his bit um oh Oh. so i don't know if you can hear holly mop she's she's waffling in her sleep there was a very cute um shake earlier and it was like the first time i'd heard like uh holly mop be like audible on stream make a noise yeah um but yeah it's uh oh i'm 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 very happy and we're I'm we're we're fucking up, up. I'm, i suppose this is probably a good time to announce that it's not gonna be a stream on tuesday folks i'm 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 sorry <laughs> i'm i'm not i'm not streaming from where we're going so what uh i'll be i'll i'll make it up to you though i promise yeah i, I know keith i'm sorry so sorry you didn't get a, a, a bigger heads up. I think we can let him off with not streaming. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's on holiday. Let him be. <laughs> yeah, but We're don't worry stream. though. Cause, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the reason why I'm going to Rome actually, Jessica thinks that is because Rome's quite nice. But actually, the um, the the Pope recently had a wee had a wee nudge at uh, independence. So I'm I'm gonna go and take it up on. I'm gonna be like, oh. <laughs> no my, my, my luck the vatican security is like hang on a wee second what the fuck's going here um but yeah well uh, we're, we're looking forward we yeah, actually oh at the door and getting pulled away it'll be me here next week by myself trying to log into the stream going he's arrested in rome yeah. <laughs> well so we me and jessica found a particularly interesting patisserie that is going to be near where we're Ooh. staying right um it's called Mr. Dicks, right? <laughs> and what you get when you go, I'm actually going to see if I can I can look it up. I'll drop the link into chat. But it's like, it is top tier 
Um, Italian Dickies, according to oh, is, is it Dickies? Oh, sorry. Well, that's not as fun. I was hoping it would be. Are you sure it's Mr. Dickies? I don't think it is. So is there a Mrs. Dicks <laughs> asking for a friend? <laughs> no, it's no. Sorry, Jessica, you're wrong. Um, I won't say that many times in our uh, relationship, <laughs> but it's called it's Mr. Dick, and it is a patisserie that makes um, their pastries in sexy shapes. Um, if you Ooh. have if you have a wee look there, you get you can have a you can have an iced cock yum yum, or you can have a rather goopy looking vagina thing. I don't oh, know. That, that, bun? Yeah, okay. Bun? <laughs> bun, maybe? Yeah, maybe bun. Not f- Yeah, it's, it's definitely good. It's, it's like toffee sauce is coming out of it. I'm not sure if that's particularly good. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's like right near where we're going to be staying. So, And I only found it today and I was like, we are 100% going to Mr. Dick's. Um, it's like, quite, yep, that is um, evocative. <laughs> that so, is. <laughs> so, yeah, that's um, that's definitely where we're, that's like, yeah, Vatican can wait. Um, <laughs> Vatican can wait. Coliseum. Uh, yeah, Coliseum's what, a Roman forum. Eh, yeah, we're going to Mr. Dick. Um, and we're going to, it'll, it'll be fun. Did you celebrate your engagement? We went to Mr. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> we, went, we went to we went to Mr. Dick's, and it was uh, yeah. I've I've actually I've been learning Italian on um, Duolingo, um, which I have the ability to say that um, I think I can say something like "She eats the book," but I can't say "table for two yet. Um, so we'll we'll see if I can like speed learn it on the plane. Um, <laughs> Out. I, 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 yeah it'll be fine uh, like yeah we'll we'll do well um but yeah i think that'll that'll be a good laugh um and we're only going for a couple of days but uh, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll just could be break for you though yeah i know i can't wait i was gonna say i can't wait to not look at tumblr um <laughs> that, that'll be fine I really rub it in <laughs> <laughs> Well, you'll be gone for a couple of days and you'll come back and it'll just be a smoking hole in the ground. Like, what happened? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll enjoy what happened and you'll just be like, romance discourse. <laughs> <laughs> it got worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, no, so, yeah, that was that was good. Um, oh, I've also got a funny... Uh, I've got a funny thing to tell you about something that I'm going to in England in February, right? Um, and it's funny because we mentioned uh, King of the Castle at the start of the stream because oh, yeah. I left the overlay up. But I am I am going to um Warwick Castle. I've been invited to Warwick Castle as a as as, as an influencer. <laughs> um Ooh. yeah I know it's very like oh man I don't know if I enjoy being called that. But um yeah I'm going as a as an influencer um because the game will be launching um in March. Um so they've they've asked people to dress in noble attire um and i am i am i am preparing a costume um which will be really good fun but i got my i got the tickets um and this is <laughs> i'm gonna slip it in now folks this is my rant about the lack of investment into british rail infrastructure this is this part of the podcast welcome to hell um we I, so i got my tickets and the tickets are um 
for want of a better term, just fucking insane. So do you know how to get from from central Scotland to uh, to Birmingham to Warwick? I mean, it how, used ma- to how be, many trains? It used to be that you took two trains. <laughs> it used to be that you took two. Ah, think again, young Padawan. Um, <laughs> no, so it was it was train tickets. So I um, I leave Falkirk. I then go to uh, Cumbernauld. From Cumbernauld, I go to Motherwell. From Motherwell, I go to Preston in Lancashire. And then from then Preston in Lancashire, I then go to Birmingham New Street. I then have to go to another train station at Walk Walk in Birmingham to a different Birmingham train station. And then I go to Warwick. <laughs> but you can get a train straight from Glasgow to Preston. No, um, can you? No, you could. Mm, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's, it's <laughs> yeah, it's like and so the worst thing about that, right, is that th- that's that's all booked and there's times and there is a seats designated. I'm a single train is late and I am. You can't get on gubbed. the next one. Yeah. Yeah. With British Rail, though, it's like it's always late. So. Yeah, it's um. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a trial, but it'll it'll be worth it. I think it'll be a good laugh. Like when I go, because I'm I'm gonna be wearing a kilt because like I can't not right. Like I've got to kind of like you've I've, got to I've yeah I've I'm obviously been invited as like one of the like the Highland chieftain uh, like type characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's not a Falkirk train to Preston. There's a Falkirk train. To like to Cumbernauld to Motherwell to Preston, <laughs> or at least that's what my tickets fucking say. Unless there and is one from Preston, yeah. which I'll just jump on and be like, "Oh, look at this!" Um, but yeah, I, you know what? They probably up the price for the direct ones as well. Yeah, because um, that that'll be it as well. Because I was supposed to be going. I was supposed to be coming to Scotland from my friend's wedding. And she changed the date and then I couldn't afford it because ah. the cost of getting the flight and the train up to Inverness where she was, the 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 train alone was two hundred for me, not including Mothman. For the price is what I was getting charged. Yeah. And I'm going, right. It used to be I could get into Inverness for forty quid. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. <laughs> And I used to go because my friends were all up in Inverness. So I used to routinely go up to Inverness on the weekends and it would be like, 40 quid's not bad for a long weekend. And it was like, oh yeah, for just you, it's 200 to yeah. get from Glasgow to Inverness. So, and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's not even first class. Yeah, I know. Sorry, for the people in who, the people in chat who are giving me uh, travel advice, um, it's, already, it's already booked and it wasn't booked by me. So, like, I can't deviate from it otherwise i would <laughs> um so yeah i think there's also a thing with direct trains um i think yeah were... it, it costs so much more it does cost so much more because yeah. that was the, the one for inverness was i could detour through different stops through the highlands and it was like oh it's gonna it'll cost you less but like it takes the journey from like five hours to 18 18 what the hell yeah <laughs> but no i think uh yeah, I'll, I'll be a good laugh. I'll um, 
It'll be I'll, good. Yeah. Okay. So put it this way: my my magnum opus, my um, hypothetical uh, invasion of Scotland post was all written on a train. So if I've got eight hours on a train, who knows what the fuck I might come up with? Um, you get the, the part two. Yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get like an official part two, and everyone's gonna be like, "Oh no, he's trying, and he's not as good." Um, <laughs> but I'll be yeah, it'll be it'll be good. But anyway, I think uh, maybe this is a sensible time to wrap up, uh, Joy. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, um, time cool. for us to wind down. Um, this one's been um, this this one's been a bit sporadic, just on um, the retellings and Velma and Last of Us and more romance hell. Oh, this podcast? An engagement. Yeah, this is like a this was <laughs> a, this was a shotgun podcast. This, this was way. two weeks worth of news crammed into one because I was incapacitated last week, so that's why. Yeah, that's 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 fair. Um, but yeah, thank you everyone who is listening on uh, the podcast platform of their choice. Um, for the people in uh, Twitch chat, we will be around for ten minutes uh, afterwards, um, and we'll we'll just continue. Uh, just listen to us talk shit basically um but want to say a big thank you because uh, again as i said at the start of the episode last uh, ep- season two episode one was our most downloaded um podcast episode to date um and you can help by making this one grow as well um but no it's really good we've uh, we're really enjoying it and we'll bring you even more chaotic news uh, in the weeks ahead um forward to it yeah so catch you in a bit folks who are listening and we'll see you next time bye bye